you said something that really made me think. Most of us be saying, I want to know what my purpose is. I want to know what my purpose is. We, we read it, we skip over what I'm about to say, we read it, we skip over it, and we don't even as, as much as once think, oh, this is a part of what my purpose is. This is an audible, because I, I didn't even have that, but when you said that, it made me think. So let's all turn to, since you want to know what your purpose is, <laughs> let's all turn to um, Matthew's, no, John 19.10. John 19.10. All right. Did I do that right? 19.10. Got to get there. That's not it. Let's see. Matthews. Maybe it's Matthews. Matthew's, uh, let's try Matthew's 28. That's not the one either. I think it's Acts. It, is it? No, it's Acts. Let's, let's, let's go to Acts. Acts 1-8. Sorry, y'all. Bear with me. Before we uh, get started, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father, we thank and praise you for this day that you have made, God, and we plan on rejoicing in it. I thank you and I praise you for uh, just Tyrone and how you used him, Lord God, and I pray that as I decrease, you will increase in your power and in your anointing, Lord God. I pray right now that we express, or I express the heart of you, Lord God, and that uh, it would be all of you and none of me. And so, God, I thank you and praise you that as a result of this word, God, we will have revelation knowledge freely flowing in our veins, in our vessels, in our minds, in the name of Jesus, so that we can take the limits off of ourselves and 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 uh, give them over to you, Lord God, because with you all things are possible. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power after that. This is the reason for the power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. Now, some people might say, well, I ain't in Jerusalem. <laughs> I feel you out there. You're saying, I ain't in Jerusalem. And in all Judea, I'm not there. This is what the scripture's saying about Judea, I mean, Jerusalem and Judea. And in Samaria, I'm not in Samaria, but God and well, this is really Jesus' word. He said, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That means everywhere in the whole earth. Now, he says, we're going to receive this power. Why? Because he wants us to go. He so we talk about we don't know what our purpose is. A huge part of our purpose is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. If, if the purpose of doing that is the only thing that you, you really uh, have in life, that's a big purpose. Matter of fact, the scripture talks about uh, people are wise when they share Jesus. You become wise. And people don't realize this, but wisdom and wealth go together. So if you say, well, I want to just do that. Just do that first. <laughs> Start there. Start right there because that is huge. That's really on the heart of God. This is Jesus' words in red. I mean, it's in red. So he requires us to go and, and spread the gospel. 
And um, I, I said earlier, many Christians are living a defeated life, um, and we don't have to. Uh, the thief in John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's, he's trying to, he, what he does is he's finding opportunities to see what is going to uh, affect you. When you saw that video, I, I'm just curious, when you saw that video, what did it make you think about? And y'all could just kind of shout it out. If there's anybody online, because I wanted to kind of be a little interactive here, if there's anybody online uh, that would care to share, uh, if hopefully you saw the video. But what did it make you think when you actually saw that video? What did you feel? What, did, what, what went on in your, your spirit, man, when you saw that? Anybody can uh, speak to that. So here. How about I do this? Limitless opportunities. Oh, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, so she said man can't fail. Man I, can't fail. How about I just go ahead and, and say what you said? Okay, so man can't fail. Uh, anything else? Limitless opportunity. Limitless opportunity. Okay, anybody else that it made you think about? Courage. Fear can't exist. What? Within you. Somebody said something over here. I can. I can. Awesome. Awesome. Any, anybody else online? Anybody online? Overcomer. That's right. So 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have to get that because the word of God actually is telling us who we are. The word of God is also telling us who he is. And so it's important that we understand that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. That's Romans 8.37. Now let's go to uh, Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. So we're talking about the power within. Ephesians 3.20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the what? Power that worketh in us. Now, the Apostle Paul was not praying God give them more power. What he was saying is, give them a revelation of the power they already have. I want to read that again. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And so the apostle Paul was, was he, again, he was, he was praying. He wasn't asking, give them more power. Rather than what he was saying was, give them a revelation of the power they already have. Sometimes we look at our inadequacies and we don't think that what God says in his word is true for us. We hear it, we read it, but we think it's not for us. And, and that's a trick of the enemy because he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll do whatever he can to make sure that you fail because that's what he wants. He does not want you to be victorious. He doesn't want us to rise above any circumstance. He wants, he wants us to, to falter and feel like, you know, we're defeated. And, and, and Christ died, man. He died for us. He didn't, he didn't die for defeated people. 
He died so we could uh, be victorious. It's like a slap in his face. I mean, I get kind of passionate about that when I think about what he did on Calvary and how we just like, like treat it as though it's nothing. Like he did nothing. He gave his life. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And it, it goes on further, because thou hast rejected knowledge. You know, sometimes we reject knowledge. God is trying to bring a truth and we reject it. We repel uh, uh, information. I was just talking to Sister uh, Barbara yesterday. You know, when God is giving you kudos, if God is trying to encourage you about the gifting on your life, that is not the time to be like, well, no, or, well, maybe, or, I don't know. That's, I'm not really all that good. No, God is trying to highlight you so that you can walk in victorious, so you can walk in the power that he's given you, so, he can, so you can walk in the gift, the talents, the abilities that he's placed in you. But no, what do we do? We start to pick at it. We pick at it, and that is a slap in his face. The scripture says, I fearfully and wonderfully created you. So what you're saying when you say, oh, it ain't all that. Oh, you know, I, I, you know I'm okay. You're actually telling him what you did on the cross wasn't enough. Or better yet, you're telling God what you created was not fearfully, not wonderfully. It, was, it wasn't even, it doesn't even hold to a standard that you say in your word it is. That is a slap in both of their face. When he created us, he created us good. The scripture says that, that, that uh, God created man and he said it was very good. Actually, everything else was, it was good. When he created man, it was very good. And then he said, I created them in, in my likeness and after his image. I mean, so we are like, we are, we are created in his, in his image. So how dare we Look at ourselves, whether it is, you know, from an internal standpoint of I'm not any good, I'm not worth it, or even physically, and say, I'm ugly. Not in God's eyes. He, he is the creator of the universe, and he knows exactly what he's doing. We just need to get in agreement with him. How about that? Get in agreement with him. It's not based on if we are perfect or not. So why, put, why would uh, God put his power, this is, this is a question, why would God put his power in an imperfect vessel, you might say? You think about that. The scripture talks about where there's treasures hidden in earthen vessels. And he basically, uh, think about it, uh, in Genesis 1, let's go, Genesis 1.26, this is an audible, so they don't have that. Genesis 1.26. All right. What I wanted was, hang on. No, Genesis 2, y'all, sorry. It's an audible here, so bear with me. Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. 
Now that's very interesting that he would use the lowest thing or element of this earth, the dust of the ground. And then what did he do in it, with that? He breathed into the, his nostril the breath of life, his breath into man and man became a living soul. Now, why did I bring that up? Well, I brought that up because we are in an imperfect vessel, okay? And, and the reason why God did that, let's go over to 2 Corinthians 4, 7, and let's find out. Why did he do that? Because I would think that if it's something powerful, if it's something that is uh, valuable, he would put it in a vessel that was worth um, you know, something greater than just dust or dirt. Okay, I gotta get to Second Corinthians. Something maneuvering with this uh, one hand. Second Corinthians four seven. It says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? That the excellency of the power may be of God." and not of us. So do you see that? So really when you look at our weakened vessel and, and power and, and uh, God's presence and his authority and all of that comes out of it, well, when you look at it, you'd be like, well, that can't be that person. It's gotta be something greater than them. And so that's why God did that. He took something as weak, weak as the weakest thing he can think of probably. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm sure he could have found something else, but I'm just saying he took something weak so, and, and injected his power in that weakness so that, that we can see him and not us. Very, very important that we get that. So God wants to get glory in our life. He wants people to see him so they can be convinced he's real. That's another reason. He wants people to see, hey, I really am real. You know, if I could take a situation, like I could take a, a young girl like uh, Melanie Bradley or Melanie Anderson at the time, and, and she, uh, you know, she lived a life where uh, she, she grew up uh, she experienced lack, she experienced abuse, she experienced hurt and pain, she experienced, um, you know, and when I say abuse, physical, mental, and uh, spiritual abuse, and, and I took that vessel, I allowed her to go through all these things that she went through, but I didn't stop there, because fast forward 2000, and I don't know, we came here 2010, uh, God knew that there was a calling on my life. He knew that, that there was things that he had planned and purpose for me. And although it was excruciating that I went through all those things, it was on purpose. Case in point, when you think about it, uh, the scripture says um, that Jesus actually chose the 12 disciples. Think about it. He chose 12 disciples. One of them he chose was Judas. Judas was very instrumental in the whole crucifixion, all that. I mean, so, so even though my, one might say, well, why would he choose somebody that was against him? Think about that. Why would God allow you to go through what you've gone through and you think that it's to kill you when actually it's to elevate you or, or, or actually it's to show God's glory? See, you can't see it yet. 
That's why you can't, you can't despise small beginnings. You, you can't, you can't uh, uh, just keep continuously looking within yourself, looking for this greatness. And I'm, I, and I'm saying this, saying, let me rephrase that. It's not your ability. It's not your ability. It's not by your might, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. So you can't keep looking at your frailty, looking at what you don't have, looking at you're not good enough, looking at all these um, uh, uh, issues that you have about yourself. You can't, you got to stop doing that because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But God is going to use those indeficiencies, believe it or not. Because why? People, when they saw Melanie at one point, they see this little frail person, this little person who's trying to make it in life. They see all these things. But now they're looking at me as a different person. I'm not the same person. I am not the same person. You are not going to be the same person if you'll take hold to what God is saying in this hour. You are not the same person. Uh, uh, Psalms 68:35 talks about that God gives power and strength to His people. Now, one of the things I did want to say, and I'm just going to kind of flow here, um, you know, we have to. Let me just do this. I'm going to see here. Hmm. I want to say this. We deny God's power in our life when we don't believe God's word. And when I say that, I'm saying it like you have to decide to make a choice. Either you're going to believe his word or not. Very, very important because God's word is always speaking, but our life is a sum total of our choices, the choices that we make. So when the enemy tries to tell you that, no, you're not what God is saying in the word, you actually have to make a choice at that point. You can either believe the lie that the enemy's trying to get you to embrace, or you can take God at his word. His word in our life should be the final authority. In regards to how you feel, in regards to what someone told you, if God says it in his word, then so be it. That's what it is. And we have got to get that in our spirits. I mean, discipleship training has been really teaching us the power of God's word. Because if you leave it up to us, you leave it up to the enemy, we will believe, we'll be believing less than. We won't believe what we saw, you know, uh, on the video. A lot of these people that did great feats, what do you call feats? Uh, feats? Yeah, uh, you know, they, there, was a, there was a faith in them that they believed that they could make it. They could do whatever it is that they set their minds to. So God is really trying to say, you are more than what you've become. Like you're more than what you see. You are more than what you say. I just need you to get in agreement with what I'm saying. And if you don't agree with what I'm saying, then what you're saying and what you're hearing is a straight bone-faced lie. It's a lie. The, the scripture talks about uh, Satan is the father of lies. He will continue to lie after lie, and then he will use you to lie on yourself. 
We cannot keep denying God's power in our life. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. Jesus Christ is on the inside of us. God Almighty is on the inside of us. Those are three powerful sources. And yet we still feel weak. We still feel less than. Why? Because we don't have a revelation of the power that's inside us. That's the problem. We don't have a real revelation of it. And the reason why we don't have a real revelation of it is because we don't spend time. We don't spend time in his word to find out what is God saying. And then if we read something that is contrary to what we're thinking, we don't even challenge ourselves and say, well, okay, God, you said in your word that I'm more than a conqueror, but right now I feel defeated. So which is it? No, at that point, you got to make a choice. And it's independent of feelings. Feelings go change. It goes up and down. It goes around. It, it feelings change. But we got to get to a point where we, we, we trust God at his word. We deny God's power in our life when we don't believe the word, as I said. Or when we don't know who Christ is. Christ is the bread of life found over in John 6:48. He's the light of the world. He's the door or gate. He's the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way and the truth and the life. He's the true vine. The other thing is we don't know who we are in Christ. We are a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says. Notice it says, all things become. So just because you have not seen the new you doesn't mean that the new you is not there. It's just becoming. We, have to, we, we, we all are evolving. We really are. We all are evolving. And the enemy just wants you to feel like you just are just so low and so far away when that's a lie. If you've started the process in accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's a huge process right there. And if you embrace the journey, it's a journey, y'all. It's a process and a journey. If we take the journey and take the process and just take our time and walk with God, we'll see where he's taking us. But sometimes we're too fast. We're too, we're too quick. Lord, I want it now. Just give it to me now. Just give it. If he gave it to you, slapped it up beside your head, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. So he's trying to get us to take our time. You know, I was... Uh, I was uh, my husband and I, we go to the, um, the lake. And the Lord's been dealing with me about just taking my time. And, and so I was sitting there, and he, what he has me do is um, I sit there and I take 10 deep cleansing breaths. Now, how many of y'all know back in the day, I would have been like this. If he told me to take 10 breaths, I would have been like this. <sighs> trying to get it over with. So what I do now is I take my time and I take in that breath and I don't just go like this. I take it in and slowly let it out. Why? Why am I doing that? I'm doing that because I'm acknowledging the fact that it's his breath. I'm breathing. I'm able to breathe. See, we take that for granted to breathe. And then uh, what came to me one day, just, just out of the blue, what came to me is 
Lord, I thank you for the air that I breathe and because we're on the lake and the beauty that I see. Because now I'm looking at the details of things. I'm not rushing to get the, the, the run over with. I'm looking for God. I saw one time we were walking, I saw the, a little girl. Um, she was with, uh, actually she was carrying a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, and she was struggling with it. And the mother comes and she, instead of taking the stuff from the young lady, what she did, the little girl, what she did is she took one side and she took the, other, the little girl took the other side. Now what that said to me is that's just like God. Sometimes God won't let us carry the whole thing, but he'll help us. Another time, we were at the lake, and I saw uh, uh, another little girl. <laughs> they were on a hike, I guess, and, and uh, the little girl felt afraid. She, she like, everybody kind of went ahead of her, and she kind of stood there, and I thought to myself, she better go and try to catch up with them, but she was afraid for whatever reason. But after a while, the, the, the mother came back and grabbed her and took her by the hand and took her. So sometimes God will help you and sometimes he'll come back and just come and get you and and I thought that was see you got to pay attention though because God is always showing us things but if you're too fast and you everything has got to be done you know like this right now today yesterday I mean you know you're gonna miss the details sometimes we just have to uh take our time take our time gee Time is flying. <laughs> well, I got so much here. Um, the scripture says in First uh, Peter, Second uh, Peter, I'm sorry, two, uh, one and four, God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit takes up res residency in our heart. Uh, we are in Christ and he is in us. I'm saying all this because I, I want us to see everything that we do should be in Christ. Because if, if we're in Christ, then that's, that's a good place to be. Outside of Christ, we pretty much are probably going to falter and fail. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us, Philippians 4, 13. We are the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Uh, we are the righteousness of, of God, for he have made uh, him to be sin for us. So basically, because of his righteousness, allows us to be righteous before a holy God. We are loved by God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. We are forgiven. Ephesians 1.7. We're forgiven. Redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness of our sins. He paid the price. We are secure. We are adopted. We are justified. We are redeemed. We are reconciled. We are chosen. We have eternal life, Romans 6.23. We are victorious. We have peace with God through our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Romans 5.1. The other reason why uh, we don't know who we are in Christ 
is we lean to our own understanding. Whatever our understanding is telling us about ourselves, we're leaning to that, not leaning to what God is actually trying to tell us. The scripture says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. We allow fear to overtake us. That's another thing that hinders us from knowing who we are in Christ. We allow fear to overtake us. We ignore or are disobedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is a huge one. God is telling us what to do and we ignore him. God is telling us when or, or who to talk to and we ignore him. Not realizing that the very person he tells us to talk to could be a setup. It's a setup. A setup for a step up. But what do we do? We don't, we don't be obedient. It's a sure way of, of, of us not really uh, tapping into that power of God that's in us. Being disobedient. And it, when we are disobedient, the Holy, we, don't, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Um, and so we present ourselves as godly, but, it, but it's actually for show. We speak of God and live in sin, and that really becomes fine for us. The Christian will not allow the power of the Holy Spirit to change them. How many times have we been in situations where God said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, and yet we still do it, knowing good and doggone well we don't need to be doing it? That's just plain, straight rebellion. Second uh, Timothy 3.5 says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Uh, <laughs> Acts uh, 1.8, we just read that at the beginning about how we really do have a purpose and that purpose is to share the gospel. Well, refusing not to do it. Refusing not to witness. You know, a lot of times people don't want to share because they are fear, they're in fear of what the person might say. But your job is not to critique anything. Your job is to just get it out there. It's up to God to give the increase. Your job might be to just to water, you know? And, 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 and people don't realize, but there's rewards for, 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 for uh, God using you to save a soul. There's rewards in heaven for that. Hallelujah. I, I did want to continue to say about the power of God's word. The Bible is always true whether we believe it or not. But we determine its effectiveness in our lives based on what we believe. 1 Thessalonians uh, 2.13, the word of God will be at work in us if we believe. Belief and the word of God are two things that we have to have. The faith, the scripture talks about, you know, he's given everybody a measure of faith. So everybody has the ability to believe. Everybody. It's a choice, though. It's a choice. 
the Bible tells us um, life, in, well, it says uh, uh, choose life. We got to choose. It's, sometimes it, it's, it feels like it's, it's deep, but it really is simple. And every day you'll have an opportunity to choose. Every single day you'll have an opportunity to choose. You'll, be, you'll have an opportunity to choose if you want to remain uh, uh, feeling, uh, I don't know, guilty or shameful. That's a choice. That's a feeling. It's a feeling. That's why I said you can't be moved by your feelings. And it's an emotion that people have. But, but even God gives us emotions like joy, peace. You got to measure, see, whatever it is that is happening in your life, what you got to do is you got to check it. Check that situation right away. And if it does not line up with the word of God, guess what? It's a lie. Whatever you're telling yourself, if it does not line up with the word of God, it is a lie. And so you have to actually make a choice. Boy, I got so much here. I'm trying to. The other thing is the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18:21. And that's something that, that I'm still, God is still, you know, I'm on this journey and this process with him, even with my tongue. Because the tongue just wants to just go off. It just wants to say what it sees. It, it does. It wants to say what it sees and, and, and will fight you. It will fight you to say, no, I, I was talking, I think it might have been Trina. It was Trina. And, you know, my hair was going through some, some situations and, and, uh, and she, you know, I said a statement, I made a statement and she said, Pastor Mel, you don't want to say that. <laughs> about my hair. My, it it might have been that it was falling out or something like, oh, it was thinning. That's what it was. It was thinning. And, uh, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to look at her and say, shut up. <laughs> I wanted to look at her and say, what are you talking about? Shut up. The reality is my hair is thinning. I mean, really. And, and, and the, the Holy Spirit checked me. So sometimes we, we really, we, we <laughs> I mean, and she's not the only one. My husband, oh, my God. Like, can y'all imagine? I'm living with the Bible. And so... <laughs> almost like everything I said was like, you know, like, like wrong. And I felt like I can't talk. In fact, there's probably a time I said, would you just let me talk? <laughs> What'd you say? It wasn't, he said it wasn't that nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but the, the, the fact remains, see, I've been, I've been uh, not disciplined with my words. And that old Melanie tries to come back every time when I hear something that I don't like. <laughs> and then, wait a minute, try this for size. You try to justify, try to convince the person, no, what I'm saying is true because, like they're supposed to back up off me. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get them to back up off me. See, if you understand why I'm saying what I'm saying, then you'll back up off me. Why? Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm speaking the truth. 
But what I, what I didn't know is I was speaking what I didn't want. And then pride will come in. Because that day, pride came in with, with Trina. Shut up, girl. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the pride came in. Like, who she thinks she is? Telling me. I'm telling her, look, no, no, no. I think I even said something about, girl, my hormones. I mean, I started to come up with excuses. Why? Because I wanted to justify my position. Pride does that. Pride will, will rise up his ugly, raise up his ugly head and try to defend what you really don't even need to be talking about. Thank you, by the way, for sharing what you said. <laughs> Because every time when I, have, when I was tempted to talk about my hair, I thought about Trina. I thought about her. I was like, you know, I, oh, girl. <laughs> and so, and I think about my husband. So it's a process, though, is my point. So you can't get discouraged because you still are speaking the wrong thing. The biggest thing is recognizing it. I mean, you know how many times me and him, I mean, throughout the day, we're like, you know, oh, okay, uh, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. And then we talk about what we do want. Because we, we try to cancel out what we just said. I do it more than he does. He, every, I wouldn't even know if he, every now and again, I might have to correct him. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a process. It's a journey. And so we have to, we have to be mindful of what are we saying, man? What are we saying? Are we saying what God is saying? And if you don't believe, there's, there's a kicker, because some people are like, well, I just don't believe. I mean, in their heart of hearts, they don't believe. But they got to make a choice. I'm either going to believe that lie or I'm going to believe God. It's just that simple. And you believe God until you believe you keep believing, you just, you, what you do is you rehearse. If, 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 you know, if he's telling you you're the apple of God's eye and you feel like you're the, you know, the, the ugly duckin' or whatever the case is, well, you keep saying what he says until you start to believe it. And sometimes it, you'll be amazed it just happens. It's not like it's just all of a sudden you're just going to start believing. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, man, I remember I used to believe like this. So we got some awesome things that God has prepared for all of us, and he's trying to get us to a place where we start to walk in the authority and the power that's actually within us. Um, I wanted to do something here, um, but I don't know if it's going to work. Stop filtering God's power through your head. Stop filtering his power through your head. Stop limiting God because of your limitless self. My time is up. Um, so, if nothing more, I mean, I, I, I really believe that God is stimulating us to 
really uh, realize that what he created in us was good and is powerful and is great, but we need something better and greater than ourselves, and that's Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. We can't no longer uh, be rebellious children. If we say we're sons of God then, or children of God, we have to act like children of God. You know, you don't want your kids to, to, to not listen to you. But that's exactly what we're doing to God. He's our father, and we're not listening to him. Jesus is our big brother, and we're not even paying any attention to him. And the sacrifices that he made so that we can live a victorious life is just a smack in his face when we begin to think less than ourselves. You are more, we are more than what we see. You just haven't seen it yet. The same, like Venetia, right now I'm looking at you. And if you continue in the path that you're, you're, you're moving, if you continue to keep searching God, if you continue to like believe what God's word says about you, this time next year, you would be a total different person. Actually, from the time I met you till now, you are a total different person. You might not think you've, you've uh, changed or I don't know what you're thinking, but you are not the same person. Think about it. Y'all, and, and I got some witnesses. Set to give her some, show her. Am I, te- am, I, am I telling the truth or what? You, you're, <laughs> you're not the same person, but it's a journey. It's a process. Take your time and walk with God. Take your time and don't be uh, rebellious. Don't, don't be uh, bucking the system. I'm not talking about her, everybody, all of us. Don't buck the system. Me and my little mouth, I can't buck the system. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I've got to uh, uh, put a bridle over this tongue. You've got to put a bridle even over your thoughts. See, some people think that just because I'm not speaking, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, like, like, like it's not going to affect you. But the scripture talks about, see, what happens is if you think it, after you think it for so long, it goes right into your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you haven't spoken it yet, but it's in your head. So you got to do something with those thoughts that come in your head. Cancel them out. Rebuke them. Make a choice to believe God at his word, or you're going to make a choice and believe the lie that the enemy is trying to plant. So I just want to, like, really try to encourage us to, uh, to know that we are packing, and, and there's some awesome things. Like right now, Harold and, and um, Chris, you know, you guys are young, and you have no clue like, if you continue to do what you're doing, and I, don't, I know mama's bringing you to church and everything, but, but, but as you sit here and you listen to what God is saying in his word, when you become a man, you're, you're going you're gonna to begin to find out that there's some things inside you that's possible. It's possible to, to be successful. It's possible to, um, to, 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 to really uh, not have fear. It's possible to do whatever it is that God called you to do. It's possible. And if you get what I'm saying at this age, this young age that you guys are in, oh, my God, you will be, you will be so blessed. And anybody attached, I'm so glad I'm attached to you, uh, anybody attached to you will be blessed as a result of, of what you've been getting. 
So imagine them at a young age getting what I'm talking about. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. So you can't look at your inabilities. You look at his ability. His ability in you is greatness. His ability in you is all-powerful. His ability in you will, will, will shake the world. Yeah. All right. Now, see, this is good. You can say, well, I don't believe all that. <laughs> you can say that. Like, in your mind, you probably even was challenged. But what you got to do with that information is you say, okay, God is speaking to me right now. It's either going to be a lie, which we know where that comes from. That comes from the devil. Or it's going to be the truth. You have to make a decision. I'll tell you one thing. The devil's not going to say anything about you that's going to be glorious. I mean, he's, he's going to make you feel defeated all the time. So if you're feeling defeated or if, you, if, if what I said that was trying to build you up and, and you said to yourself, yeah, but I don't believe all that, that's a lie. And that lie either came from you because so many things was told to you as a little child and you grew up to where you are now, or, or, it's, just, or it's a lie that the enemy tried to plant in your, in your head or is saying to you. So you, you, gotta, you gotta make a choice. I choose to believe what she said or I choose to believe the lie that maybe is in my heart and in my head that I'm really not good enough and I'll never measure up. That's a bone faced it lie. Yep. That's my time. Glory to God.